What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle. And I'm Rob. We were so obsessed with Quibi, the new streaming service that's taking over the zeitgeist, that we went ahead and made a podcast about it. This is Quibiverse. Quibi's going to be a fucking roller coaster, and we're riding that thing straight to hell. So slap on those AirPods and get on for the ride. Here's what's going on today in the Quibiverse. Welcome back, Quibillionaires. Hi. So we want to check in with... You've heard so much about what we think about Quibi, right? And we go back and forth on being bullish and bearish. Different every day. Exactly. You know that we're obsessed to an obviously unhealthy degree because we've decided (laughs) willingly to spend most of a long weekend talking about Quibi. (laughs) But we're obsessed. But we wanted to check in a little bit so that we're not just screaming into a vacuum here. We wanted to check in the outside world. Mm -hmm. What are they saying about Quibi? So... I want to throw it to a quote from a man I respect very deeply, mm-hmm. Scott Galloway. Professor Scott Galloway. Legend. He is a legend. He has a blog called No Mercy, No Malice. He's a professor at NYU, professor of marketing. And if you haven't read anything he's written, you're really missing out. It's not um, heady at all. It's just like... Mm-hmm. Funny, smart, witty. Honest. Honest, which is, you know, missing a lot in the world today. Yeah. And he just lets it rip. And so he had in his most recent uh, newsletter post something about Quibi that I'd like to read to you now. Quibi. Okay. The worst performing unicorn in history. (laughs) No, it's not WeWork, but Quibi. Founded in 2018, Quibi boasts a first ballot Hall of Fame tech leader, Whitman, and one of industry's great storytellers, Katzenberg. The firm has raised $1.4 billion from some of the most sophisticated value-add investors and partners. Quibi will be stillborn. Woof. Between founding and launch, slated for next month, the streaming wars have gone from the shelling of a Polish garrison at Westerplot to full-blown World War II. Since Quibi was announced 24 months ago, Apple, Amazon, and Netflix have spent approximately $40 billion on original scripted content as Whitman and Katzenberg do interviews with Variety trying to explain their non-strategy strategy over before it started. Ooh, super hot fire. Don't hurt him, Scott Galloway. <laughs> Don't hurt him. So, I mean, bad news, bad news bears. That's a hot take. He's not pulling any punches. Well, that's what you have to come to expect from. I mean, I aspire I to have takes this hot. This is that's the energy of this podcast. That's, exactly. what, that's the energy we want. That's what we aspire to be. Yes. So, I mean, according to that, sell Quibi. Yeah. Do not do yeah. not buy in. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. I, I, I'm like convinced. <laughs> I'm thinking, wait a minute, this flop? How dare I ever think that it could possibly be good? I'm so easily swayed right now. Every day is different. I feel easily swayed too, but I also think like Scott Galloway is especially, he, ha- he has an especially uh, incredible wit yeah. and writing style. So that really brought me over to the dark side there. Yeah. Well, that's just one person, mm-hmm. and he is a professor, so he has a way of words. Let's let's go to some of the people, sure. the proletariat, like sure. you and me. What do the people think? They're like, the consumers. Let's see, bring me some tweets. All right, so let's see. One tweet from Twitter says, if Quibi becomes a huge hit, 
our attention spans are doomed, and how we view and produce original content is going to change forever. Not, not Which is good. like the worst endorsement <laughs> in the best way? Yeah, I don't know if that's like, is that supposed to be a bad thing the or a good The best endorsement thing? in the worst way, maybe? I can't tell. Um, here's, here's one. Hashtag Quibi looks like the most exciting thing to happen to streaming in a while. Very excited for these shows in a few weeks. Sounds like a fanboy. We've got a believer. We got We've a got believer. someone who loves Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> entirely new way. Um, Hashtag entirely new way. Exactly. <laughs> we got another tweet here. I'm already sick of Quibi. See, that's because of all that those freaking ads that they had during the Oscars. Um, everything about the product and marketing smells like a boomer's approach <laughs> on what they think Gen Zs want. <laughs> Now, sis, you didn't have to do them like that. I got to say, people hate the name Quibi with a fiery burning passion. <laughs> they hate the name Quibi and they hate everything Quibi stands for at the they moment. They hate that quick bites. They're referencing yeah. content, content in a, in a re- reference of being food. Well, here's the thing. I mean, am I going to bite a show? <laughs> but like, Ugh. that's how people have been describing short form mm, Let me nibble on a Quibi. Forever. People have always said like, it's short, it's snackable. Yeah. That has been around since I started pitching content makes 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it makes me sick too, but that's what you do. That's what you do. <laughs> you say it's snackable content and you say like, oh yeah, the internet, it's still the Wild West. <laughs> um. And then someone else tweeted, I do not understand the appeal of Quibi. And I think I may have responded to them, listen to the podcast, fam. There's about every take under the sun about Quibi right now. And I think that aside from the sentiment of all these things, it's everyone's talking about Quibi. That's the thing. Love me or hate me, it's still an obsession. If you don't, here's what I'll say to to the people who work at Quibi who are listening to this right now. If you don't have haters, you ain't popping. It's true. They're living, Quibi's living rent-free in people's heads if they're tweeting about it. And Mm -hmm. that's the one thing that actually I'm a little worried about, which is like, obviously I'm stalking Quibi on Twitter, like the word Quibi so I can respond and fave every single tweet that has to do with Quibi. (laughs) I will say the dialogue has died down a little bit Mm -hmm. these past couple of days. Those ads are, are fading out. They're fading. And I think Quibi needs to stir up some controversy. Yeah, they need to stir the pot a little bit. You can't just post like stills from Kevin Hart's show or the Jonas Brothers in Spain or whatever, riding bikes and expect people to still have the sort of enthusiasm that they had before, whether it's good or bad enthusiasm. So come on, let's get some more. Let's get Chrissy Teigen to perform a stunt somewhere, you know? Unhinge that Twitter a little bit more. Yeah, come on. Get a little crazy. Because otherwise, no one's going to care and no one's going to listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, we talked about what Scott Galloway thinks. We talked about what the people think. Yes. What do other companies think of Quibi? Such an interesting question. Are they fearing it? There's Netflix. There's Hulu. There's YouTube. There's, what is it? Peacock. Yeah. Oh, my God. Peacock. Yeah. Now, you guys, I'm going to be really mad if Rob and I do this podcast and we it ends up Peacock is the one we should have done a podcast about <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, there's Apple TV. There's HBO Now. There's Disney Plus. Like, as Scott Galloway said, since the time Quibi was announced, all these other streaming services have been released mm-hmm. and they all have, you know, certain pros and cons. Personally, I have access to all of them. Yeah. I have every single one, whether it's through, you know, the Verizon deal with to get Disney Plus or Spotify so I get Hulu. Mm-hmm. 
whatever. I stole someone's uh, password for HBO now. <laughs> but like, yeah, are they quivering in their boots? Like, who's checking for Quibi? Who do you think, if Quibi can take any of these out, which one do you think Quibi can destroy? Honestly, well, I would say that my favorite out of these is Netflix. I think Netflix is killing it. I feel like everyone else is boring. Hulu is like my second pick. And then Prime, I don't even pay attention to. Disney Plus, I watched The Mandalorian, never touched it again. Right. I think Netflix is getting a little bit scared. Wow. I think Netflix is getting scared because when Quibi started getting publicity, news started and rumors started coming out about Netflix offering lower priced plans. So I think Netflix is playing a little bit of defense right now because they're like, oh shit, we've been making these long ass docs. Now we're making feature films and we're just, there's no advertising on Netflix. And now Quibi sold how much in advertising? Like 150 million already. 150 million. They haven't even aired a show yet. Yeah. I think Netflix is like reconsidering their format. Yeah. How they do things. Here's one thing I'll say in Quibi's favor in the fact that it's run by boomers is like boomers at least are like, no, co- companies need to be profitable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I know we, we're all living in our millennial Gen Z worlds where we're like, mm, we'll give away stuff for free and then see if then we can turn it's a It's all about the user base. Yeah, it's all about exactly. the user base. Let's grow it and then see if we can make money. At least Katzenberg was like, nah, sis. Meg Whitman was like, write me a check, bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to get your ads on this thing? I want to see that green. Yeah. So I will say that's in their... In their uh, Defense. In or their in favor, their, yeah. yeah and not favor. only are they selling 150 million of ads, they're doing it in their own special Quibi format, which like advertisers are getting excited about. Yeah, they know? are. They're getting excited. They're chopping up these commercials into little tiny bitty bites and they're going to play them throughout the Quibis, which I don't want to see any of these. <laughs> I'll pay the higher <laughs> tier because I don't want ads. I know. I don't want ads either. I will also probably pay for the higher tier. Especially- but I think that those tiny bits that are ads are going to be more digestible than like big ads. And I think that Netflix is probably like, shit, maybe we should have done that. Well, in the words of uh, Meg and Jay Katz, they've said that their competition is not any other streaming service. They're not worried about any of them. Yeah. Their enemy, their competition is just like free time. <laughs> it's literally just... Is just people standing on the subway platform not watching something. It's the attention economy. Exactly. Like they're they're hoping that your ten minutes where whatever it is, you're just gonna watch a quibby. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not trying to be longer form. They're not trying yeah. to be something that they really don't want to be something you watch on your TV. They want you to quit Instagram, they want you to quit YouTube. Yeah. They want you to quit Twitter. And they want you to watch a Quibi instead. Yeah, and don't try to check any of those other things on your phone because you can't. You have to watch Quibi. And heck, I might. Heck, I might too. (laughs) All right. And I think that wraps up this episode. We are Team Quibi. I think we're Team Quibi today. Today, yeah. Today. Oh, shoot. We ran out of time. That's how long these episodes are. Sorry. Hope you don't find it annoying because it's Quibi's entire business model. To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Quibiverse. Thanks for listening, and please rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite Quibillionaire wannabes. See you in a Quibi.